Think about this for a second. Would you ever sue a seller to make them accept an offer that they don't want to accept just so that you got paid? On this week's episode, we're sitting down with Byron Lazine, host of the Real Word podcast and the Byron Lazine podcast, and we're talking about this and a bunch of other industry, important industry news. Amazon is now in the real estate game with their partnership with Realogy. Among other things, we recap Inman Connect 2019 from Las Vegas. Enjoy. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 85 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thank you for listening. You are definitely in the right spot if you want to hear some craziness. We're going to talk about whether or not it's a good idea to make a seller pay you for bringing them an offer for a certain amount, regardless if they want to accept the offer or not you know, like the terms of the contract that are kind of important. Well, th- this is this was a conversation that was had in a Facebook group. Um, it was actually a Facebook fight, a comment fight that I, that I per- decided to participate in. But it, it all revolves around the question, would you ever sue a seller to make them accept an offer so that you got paid your commission? I talk about it this week with Byron Lazine. Byron is the host of the Byron Lazine podcast and the Real Word podcast. They were actually also Inman, Inman Innovator of the Year finalists. They they were also in the top three. So the top three winners of the most innovative podcast of the year at Inman were uh, first place was Bill Risser with the Real Estate Sessions, a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate. Awesome. Then The Real Word with Byron Lazine and his co-host, Nicole White. Uh, amazing show. And then this show. So we were top three, and uh, I thought we'd work our way up the up the medals podium, so to speak, and sit down with Byron. He's an amazing marketer. He's an amazing real estate agent, and he has a lot of, of great knowledge on the industry itself. And that's what we're talking about today. What do you need to do as an individual real estate agent to grow your business in this environment, the environment in which Amazon is in the real estate game. If you guys haven't heard, Amazon announced a partnership with Realogy, which is the parent company of uh, like Century 21, Coldwell, ERA, Better Homes and Gardens, and a few other brokerages. And, And so Amazon is actively in the real estate industry in more of a referral uh, relationship. But mark my words, it's just step one. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what is, you know, should you ever sue a seller so that you got paid? And I mean, that's just a crazy conversation in and of itself. And then the state of the industry, what do you need to do? What can you do to grow your business in this environment? So you are in the right place. If you are brand new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am a real estate agent in Salt Lake City, Utah with eXp. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate, real estate's very first media network. This show is, of course, a proud founding member of the Industry Syndicate, and I am a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach on all things real estate marketing, and also the founder of the Massive Agent Society. Uh, We are a one agent, the society is a one agent per market, Facebook ads, uh, it's a combination of online course and coaching program, so we give you the ads to run, only one agent per market is allowed. Uh, to see if your market is still available, go to massiveagentsociety.com. 
And I want to give a shout out to our sponsor this week. This episode is brought to you by, is brought to us by Postcard Mania, postcardmania.com. They were actually just selected as business.com's best pick for postcard mailings. Here's why I chose a direct mail company to sponsor the show and to partner with. They don't just do direct mail. They've married direct mail with with digital marketing, with Facebook ads, Google ads, retargeting, and they put it all together in a turnkey solution for real estate agents. So as a special offer to Massive Agent listeners, they're offering you guys and you guys only a free real estate marketing kit, which I highly recommend. Whether you end up using their services or not, go get this. It will help a lot. Postcardmania.com slash realtor kit. Postcardmania.com slash realtor kit. Claim yours now. That's just for massive agent listeners. Or if you are old school and want to chat it up on the phone, give them a call at 855-980-5492. And their experts can help you craft your next direct mail slash digital marketing campaign. I cannot say enough great things about them. Uh, guys, when you support our sponsors, you help support the show. So thank you for doing that. And let's get into let's get into this conversation with Byron Lazine. So I had the opportunity to meet Byron at Inman Connect in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was on his show. In fact, his show, the Byron Lazine podcast, he just released the episode that I was on where I not only tell my story, which you know, if you've been listening for a while, you've heard, but we dive deeper on a lot of the the current uh, like the state of the union, the state of the industry right now. We talk about Amazon. We talk about Open Door. We talk about Zillow. We talk about everything in a way that maybe you haven't heard before. So go check out Byron Lazine's podcast, his most recent episode. I want to say it's episode 19 or 20, but make sure you finish listening to this one first. Of course, let's jump into the the, the conversation with Byron Lazine of One and Company in Connecticut and host of the Real Word podcast. What's up, guys? I'm sitting here with Byron Lazine. Byron, welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast, my friend. Dude, I'm honored to be on. What, what episode is this? What number this are we on? 85. 85. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Dude, uh, so, so we met at Inman Connect a couple weeks ago yeah. down in Vegas, which is awesome. Um, you, it, your, <laughs> your talk on how to do a podcast, uh, that was kind of the same bit that I did at, at Inman Connect in New York in January. Oh man, I wish I was at that. It was pretty cool, but you know. Yeah, I missed. I don't know why I missed this year because uh, usually I can just drive right in, but I wasn't there. Oh, that's right, because you're just you're just in Connecticut. I'm right there. Okay. Yeah, just up the street. And then I'm at the Vegas one. It's like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, yes. But your talk was it was hilarious because like the audience was dead and oh, and you man. weren't having it, which well, it was ridiculous. Like I I show up there around two o'clock because I want to talk to somebody and make sure everything was, you know, set up the way I wanted it. Sam was, Sam made the trip. So we we're doing a little vlog and stuff and two o'clock looks like a great crowd. I would say maybe I was estimating 1500, maybe 2000 or something like that. And then by the time I get out there, certainly way less than that, like just totally shrunk. I think they had happy hour at like four o'clock. My talk was right at four o'clock. Everybody must've left at three fifty. Or they just knew that I was up next and they're like, okay, time to leave. Right? It's always a possibility. It's a possibility. I know, I know how that feels. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but it was funny because you're like, okay, who's listening to podcasts? And it was like three people. You're like, it, 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 it was an interesting crowd. But, um, but I've been watching you for a while, listening to your yeah. show and, and uh, the one that you do with, with Nicole. Um, you, you guys really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the, in the industry and you're honest. You're not afraid to 
to talk about real shit and and you don't sugarcoat stuff, which I like and resonate with. So I thought you'd be a great person to talk to about just the craziness happening in the industry right now with the behavior of agents, uh, which can go in a bunch of different directions. Uh, Amazon, their big announcement, their, their partnership, whatever you want to call it with Realogy. What do you think outside of all the headlines that we see and all the, you know, the CEOs of brokerages being pitted against each other on stage? What do you think is the big conversation that we should be having as an industry that, that maybe we aren't? That we should be having? Yeah. What, what's the big topic? Whatever that means to you. I think the big topic is, it's probably the boring one, but it's the obvious one that everybody knows and everybody is talking about it to some degree. But we should be talking about, if you're talking about, are you talking about the agent level? Agent, brokerage, team, like that yeah. level? Yeah. Then it should be, how do we build the biggest local brand in the markets that we're operating in? So that when I am thinking about real estate, it's not disputable who I'm calling, right? Like I know that Zillow is going to make me an instant offer. And I know that that's going to be similar to the telephone poles with the, you know, we'll, the black and yellow signs will buy your house. I know yeah. that that's what that's going to be. I know like, you know, what Redfin looks like and I can just go look up those reviews on Yelp. And, and I understand that, you know, with a discount, you know, offering, I'm going to get a discount service. So certainly if I'm looking for discount in my service, I may, I may look at that as an option. But like, if I know one brand for sure is repeated over and over and over again in my local community, and I've heard it and I've heard it from friends because it's just so obvious, I'm at least going to have that conversation. Even if I'm looking into what the number on Redfin says and on Zillow says, and wherever, right? Or Amazon. I know I can get a couple of Echo, Echo, right? Echo dots from Amazon. I can get a, somebody to come in and unpack my things, or I can ap absolutely have a conversation with the name I keep hearing over and over and over again. So it's brand. Like that's the, the, the conversation we should be having. That's what we should be focusing on. You know, certainly if you're at the agent or the team, I actually, I would argue, I would argue actually that the broker probably needs to be thinking about this more than anybody because they'll be the ones that kind of get bumped out of this whole thing if their brand's not big enough to actually attract agents, right? Because yeah. Zillow's going <coughs> to lead gen. Like they've proven that they're going to generate leads, which means they're going to have a say in a percentage of the percentage of deals that take place. Like yeah. they're going to have a say in what happens. Yeah, It's going to happen. So who else is going to have a say within that hundred piece of commission pie? It's not going to change to two hundred percent. It's always going to be a hundred percent. So if Zillow's taking a chunk, and the agents that have great brand, the the only room in there is a great brand in the middle for a brokerage, or they're just going to get squeezed out. Right, uh, you're right. A lot of us are having the conversation about like, look, regardless of Amazon, Zillow, Open Door, all these guys that that sure they're taking a bite. They're not taking over. They're taking a bite um, and, and they will continue to. That doesn't mean that you can't win in a very big way at a local level. And by people knowing who the hell you are is the only way. It's yeah, the only and, way. And you have the advantage of really, you know, obviously you can run or they can run, meaning Amazon or whoever can run significant Facebook ads. Like if your thing's going to be Facebook ads, like I'm going to dominate my geo farm or this area with my Facebook ads. It's going to have to be more than that for sure. 
but you have the advantage of having your boots on the ground. You have the advantage of being able to get into all of the local uh, coffee shops and, and restaurants physically um, and, and being able to collaborate with different business owners to attract attention, like literally use doing the same thing so many people are doing online, like like you and I doing a podcast together, right? You're gonna, you're, we're gonna be dropping the podcast where you and I did a podcast in Inman or in Las Vegas at Inman probably this week or next week, like some of the people that might be watching my stuff are now going to, you know, see you and vice versa, right? Like it's the same thing. Collaborate with the local businesses. That's something that Amazon's not necessarily going to do. That's definitely not something that Zillow's doing. It's something that you can do. And I look at, you know, whether it's events or just throwing ridiculous parties or whatever you can do, and then put your content on top of that. So create videos on top of the, the big party, right? And then run those as Instagram ads, not only to recruit, but to show the community uh, how many raving fans you have. So it's, it's all the creativity that we have, the ability to do, and, and, and the advantage, really. Right. Zillow and Amazon and these guys, they can't touch you at a local level. They, they no. just can't. It's not possible to do. They can run Google AdWords that have the name of your city. That's it. And, and That's Zillow it. was really built on the back of Google for sure. Google AdWords, right? Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of these, um, these IDX feeds that we're all using as agents, right? Or teams or small brokerages, call it a Boomtown or Firepoint or, you know, any of them, right? they were all built off of the back of Facebook ads, right? So those are things that anybody again can do. And it's something locally you absolutely should be doing. I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the core of your marketing message in terms of where am I spending my ad dollars, but you need to really connect that locally. And it doesn't take much effort to do it. It doesn't take much time to do it. You're already naturally going to these places anyways, but connecting the dots that you're the person on the IG story or the Facebook timeline ad and that you are a real person and going in there and actually shaking the hands of those owners and then collaborating with them is when you can build a database, a sphere, like people are shocked all the time when, when I, you know, I always get on the real word. You brought the real word, word earlier and I talk about Zillow in, you know, I don't tear Zillow down. I talk about it in a pretty good light. They're running a, you know, a business and what's an advantage for us and what's not and all this kind of stuff. And they're doing exactly what they should be doing. Doing what they should be doing. And they're doing yeah. what they say they're going to do. So I don't really have a lot of problems with Zillow. And people are shocked when they know I say that. And then I tell them, oh, I've never been a big Zillow premier spender ever. I didn't build my business off of Zillow. In fact, last year, our team deals were less than 2% Zillow leads. This year, because of the flex program being in our market, we think we're going to go up closer to 8 10% maybe because we're getting now free deals from them based off of the volume uh, and the closed transactions that we're doing. But I've never been a big spender on Zillow. I built my business from day one off of database sphere. Okay, What does that mean? I broke into markets on the Connecticut shoreline that were you know, not where I grew up, not the people that I knew, not the people that my parents, like nobody, I didn't know anybody on the Connecticut shoreline. I grew up 
in the woods by they have a couple of casinos in Connecticut, like literally in the middle of nowhere up in that area. But I went and yeah, I did start putting videos on YouTube or Facebook right out of the gate and tried to build a brand through that. But then I just went and met all these people and connected the two. And then it becomes so much more powerful on a local level. Then now when somebody knows you, same way we all get fall in love with restaurants. I fall in love with restaurants all the time based off people remembering my name. Like if that happens, I'm going to go back over and over and over again. Yeah. And when that happens, you feel really special. You feel like, you know, you're in a club. Same way when you connect the dots in your local brand of this, you've seen the ad, you've seen the ad, but you can tone it, you know, tune it out rather when you don't know the person. Now you know the person, you have an emotional connection. And that's where we can, the ads still have to be run. You still have to produce content at a ridiculously high level today to be relevant. But if you couple that with connecting the dots physically in person, you're going to be unstoppable. Amazon's uh, not going to stop that. Facebook, nobody. Right. I completely agree. So I want to ask you, first, I'm going to give you, because we didn't do this, we just jumped right into it. I apologize. I want to give you 60 seconds or so to, to let people know who you are. If they don't know you yet, how did you get into the business? You want to do uh, that now? We're rolling here. Yeah, let's do it now so that they know you're, you're a credible son of a bitch. Yeah. And then we'll jump into why, because uh, I, I, want, I want to hear your take on why the majority of our industry doesn't get this conversation. Like they don't know this stuff. They don't get it. They don't buy into it. They, they think they can still do the same shit that they've been doing the last 20 years. Just so, 60 seconds where I'm like, what I do day to day, business, that type of thing. Is that what you're looking for? How long have you been an agent? Uh, what do you do? Like, who are you? Yes. So seven years as an agent, I'll give you a little bit more background. It'll take me more than 60 seconds if you're up for it. I'll, I'll go two minutes here. Hit it. So I got into real estate 19 to 21. I bought three houses from 19 to 21. First one, a two family. And I had the, I had the right ideas back then. Like I need to buy multiple units that uh, produce income per month. Right? Yeah. Well, I went out and during, I'm about to be 35 in a couple of weeks. So 19 to 21 was the last real big, you know, push in, you know, Connecticut didn't see the comeback of the last five, seven years. So 19 and 21 was leading into the mortgage crisis. Right. And so I bought these two families in ridiculously bad areas that were extremely overpriced, made every single real estate mistake in the book that you possibly could lost all three properties and all of the money I had put into them, literally about $250,000 of just saving, putting in, saving, putting in, fixing up. You know, I put money into all three of these deals up front, put money down on all three deals a little bit, but those last two loans, not much. And then put just tons of money into renovating all three, did extensive renovations, lost all of that by my mid twenties. So I got back into real estate at about 27, I've seven years right now as of like this company at this month, really, it's my seventh, seventh full year completed. That was really my only way to get back into to real estate was through the sales. I wasn't going to be able to go out there and, and get loans and be able to, you know, invest. And certainly now I, I, I don't think, you know, two families in the same light that I think of when I think of, you know, maybe getting 10 units or more you know, something a little bit more stabilized where you can manage the deal more appropriately and all that, 
you know, I, I always look at those years as that's my Ivy League degree in real estate. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That's me not going and spending that same amount of money on the state school in Connecticut and just that's my student loan, basically. Luckily for me, I was I was able to go bankrupt on that shit. So that's basically uh you know, a little bit, you can't go bankrupt on your student loans. So that's that's little, right. You're stuck uh, with it. A little bit of the one uh, right move that I made there, but you know, that's the reality. So got into real estate on the sales side seven years ago and started to realize two things quickly. Got to have a team in my opinion to really scale it out. Um, and I think, and I think you can, team means a lot of different things. People say team, and I was like, ah, I don't want to manage agents. Teams mean, means having administrative staff, by the way. That could be a single agent with administrative staff. To me, that's a team. Got to have help in this business. It's a crazy- You have to leverage, the, leverage your time. Got to leverage your time. So I figured that out right out of the gates. And then I figured out that everybody in my market, it seemed like that was a top producer, was 25, 30 years in was dominating the print in my area and that I had to go completely opposite. And I started using Facebook seven years ago. I wasn't even really on Facebook. My wife was, I didn't really have any use for it at the time. Uh, but immediately a couple months in, I said, Facebook, YouTube, and started producing, you know, a show kind of similar to the real word actually, where you just sit down, had somebody else that I was working with at the time and just shoot, you know, 10 minute head on videos on whatever topic, right? Just started ripping those out there once a week as often as I could. And that one thing that we were talking about earlier and my consistency around producing content, certainly in the beginning, it was very hyper local. Uh, it was a lot of like listing tour stuff, stuff that I really would never um, I, I don't do that stuff now because it's not what I, I don't love going on the listing tour type of thing. I think if you can pull it off and that's something that speaks to your style as an agent, you should do it. Right. Well, back then, no one, no one else was really doing it. So you <laughs> were sticking out. Nobody was, yeah. And so I uh, was able to do that at a high level, not at a high level, actually, by the way, a very terrible production level, but at a consistent level, kept doing it, kept doing it every single week but I would do crazy stuff that connected the dots. I would go out and I'd stand in front of, uh, in uh, Groton, we have a shipyard where people get out at 1.30, they're building submarines, 1.30, 2 o'clock, 2.30. And I'd stand on top of the hill and I'd hand out flyers. I'd have 500, I'd, have, I'd print out 1,000, 500 flyers in my hand and I'd put 500 at the bar across the street. And I'd literally sit there and hand out flyers and there was a little deal. If they were an employee of Electric Boat, I'd get them a, you know, up to $400 off their home inspection, you know, different things like that, buyer and seller deals. And across the street at the bar, I'd go, I'd introduce myself. I introduced myself to the owner, create a relationship with him. I did this more than once once I created that relationship. And I'd give him $200 every time that I do it. And I'd say, hey, anybody that takes a flyer uh, and brings it in here and asks for a beer, give them their first beers on me, right? So here's 200 bucks and beers there were like $1.50, like, you know, straight up, you know, ship workers getting out looking for a cold draft beer type of stuff. Yeah, they're not looking for top shelf. And, and if somebody wanted a free beer, like how do I get this free beer? I gave him those, you know, 500 stacks. I'd say to leave them on the bar all night, give them to the people that want a free beer, use it as a free 
beer token, right? But it just created like a conversation, right? The $200 eventually ran out, but then now there's these flyers all over the place. I handed out 500 in front of uh, the building. There's 500 laying around this bar. It creates a conversation. People would pull me to the side and, and you know, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. I've got this deal, right? And you start to create more contacts. But but I always look at that in a different way. It's not really about the guy I'm picking up there. What ended up happening was that bar owner who ended up then following me on Facebook and, and you know, everywhere else, he ended up referring a deal over to us that we sold for like 700000 I think it was high sixes, got the listing back, double-ended it. It ended up being $2.1 million in you know, three different sides just based off of him remembering me going and doing that kind of stuff. So connecting the dots is what I did to our conversation earlier. And to sum up this whole summary about like how long I've been doing real estate, I figured that out. I've got to connect the dots from what I'm doing socially, what I'm putting out there on the internet, and then locally. And so started building a team. And you know, just to kind of sum this whole thing up, we're, we're right now just brought on our 11th sales agent on uh, last Monday. So 11 sales agents, four people, administrative side. And then we have a marketing company that sits under the same roof, but totally different company, different employee structure, five employees over there. Last year, we did 40.2 million in sales. This year, we are already closed and pending as we sit on August 5th, over 50 million. Uh, We're probably going to end up, I would say, you know, floor would be 65. If we really put it on, we'd probably get to 75, you know, so somewhere in there, 65 to 75. Um, Based off of the inventory we're holding, we're holding about 36. I think it's 36 million. We just went over these numbers today. 36 to 38 million on actives. It's like three and a half million on coming soon. So we've got the inventory, depending on how the fall market is, could certainly be uh, 75 for the year. We're number one real trends for our area. And um, yeah, so we've got a few things going on there. Um, Podcast world, uh, you know, Congrats on on My your next yeah man <laughs> so so, uh, so Byron you you came in second place and you know the marketer in me I'm like you know it, it's not I didn't come in third place it's a top three you know I was yeah. in the top three so uh, you well, are I actually used their, I used their words first runner up exactly and, and um, but somebody made a good point they're like Byron you shouldn't use first runner up because then I don't know if that means there was a first second and third and you were really four yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I say, hey, it is what it is. I'm on. I'm on the list there. That I was actually silver medal, man. It's, it's solid. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you medaled. So congrats on that. That's cool. Congrats, uh, you man. So well, thank you. That, that was fun. The, the, you know, when you when you work so hard at something, and you know, like doing a show takes a lot of time. It, it can you can put a lot of money into it. Uh, it's nice to get recognized, even if they're even if you don't get a prize, even if they're just like, hey, you're third place. Awesome. Did like, you get anything by the way? Because I didn't get. Anything. You were you there. You didn't get the giant check? There was a big check? Giant check. <laughs> Heaven forbid they give you Inman Select for a month, but nope, none of that even. Nothing. Nada. Just a, just a shout out, but that's cool. I'm fine with it. Drink ticket? No. no. Like literally nothing but a shout out, but that's cool. It, it's cool. I, I'm not complaining much. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so at these industry events, at Inman Connect, at NAR, I swear most agents just don't, like they wouldn't even know where to start with the conversation that we just had with like how how you have to do content, how you have to let people know who you are locally and how, you know, all of that. Why do you think that our industry as a whole is so hesitant to, uh, to change with the times and to pivot? I mean, I could answer this one way, the way that just popped into my head and I'm like, that's, it's going to come off so bad, but, um, that sounds like great podcast content. So do that. So do it just like that. I think that our industry has had a, a slight epidemic of entitlement. Oh God. Yes. Right. And so I wouldn't even call it slight. Yeah, I think you've got a culture within agents historically and even, listen, even now with new agents, it's not like it's just like I've been here 30 years and I've got the epidemic. Like it's rampant all the way through an entitlement of even around, let's just start at the most simplest thing. What you all, everyone tries to get coming into real estate is leads. People feel entitled about leads. People think that uh, if they get an email and a phone number in a nurture lead on Zillow, that it, they own it, that they own that data. First of all, Zillow got the data. You didn't get the fucking data. Okay. And who knows how many other people got it too. Zillow got the data. Now, whether they gave that to you as the only agent or 5,000 agents, okay, you don't actually know the true answer to that, Right. So there's that. And then did they go on Realtor? Did, did, did they go on to another brokerage website? Did they, they run themselves through a home valuation lead? Did they, all you got was permission to follow up and you better be good at your follow-up game, right? Because there's likely, we know on average, 10 to 12 other agents that have the same data that you have. 10 to 12, and it's probably more on a lot of people's markets that are listening to this. Like in my market, sleepy little Connecticut, I can be pretty safe guessing, you know, okay, you know, we don't even see more than like six or eight people using Vulcan 7 or Mojo in my market. It's unbelievable. I have like a little, you know, it's a sleepy little shoreline towns, but, you know, we've got a good little racket going on over here. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So I, I think you've got to really start with the basics on like understanding that your work and what you actually do from the time you say, I'm going to start to the time you say, I'm going to finish every single day really matters. And you really need to think about it. People don't owe you anything. People that you've even, you know, followed up on and you've given them some information, right? They don't owe you like agent for life, agent for this deal status, like you sent them over a PDF of a plot plan that they could have pulled off the GSP, GPS mapping themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. You're so you, spot on, man. You really got to put uh, you know, an experience level to that and not be entitled that because you have a license, you're you know, some special person that deserves a commission check. You have to go earn it. Yes. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take this in a different direction because yesterday I, 
I decided it was wise to spend 30 minutes to get into a Facebook comment fight in an industry Facebook group. Oh. And, and <laughs> so there was an agent that, that asked if, uh, if anyone had had to sue a seller to get them to take an offer that was for list price. Yeah, and I and I can't, even, I can't even handle like an agent asking me that question. Like, should I sue? Right? Should I sue them? I mean, I I brought them the offer, and and look, I acknowledge the fact that there are more details to it, and but this agent was terrible at giving the details. I actually don't need the details. Right. I actually don't legitimately need the details. I, I don't either. The personally. only homeowner needs to say is I changed my mind. I agree with that. I agree with that. But then, well, but what about all the hard work you put in there? You know, you're now just going to walk away from a commission because they changed their mind. And me, the answer is yeah. And I think it comes down to um, a couple different things. Maybe if there's a unique situation, the seller, I get it. Most sellers aren't going to understand how much money you spend on marketing. But you know what it is? It's legit part of the game. It and, is. And so if you spend all this money on marketing, you, you have to try to, it's why. If you're a good, certainly, and I'm talking like if you're a good luxury agent, it's why you need to keep your commissions where they deserve to be if you're putting and truly investing into the marketing up front, right? And if you really believe in your skill set, ask for a non-refundable or a refundable marketing fee up front before the deal. Don't be afraid of losing the listing by saying, hey, this is what we're worth. This is how we'll do it. Right? There's a lot of ways you can skin that cat, but you've got to decide how to operate your business. You can't blame other people for not doing the deals. You know what you're getting into as an agent. I can't feel bad for agents in that situation. I don't either. And so here's, here's why I chose to just continue battling it out with my thumbs. Oh my what is this on, by the way? Which one? Uh, the new, I think it was in the new real estate agents group. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a doozy because I'm like, okay, Regardless of the details, regardless of the the scenario uh, that I needed to educate myself on, supposedly, I'm like, regardless of any of that, is it wise to sue a seller to get them to pay you? Uh, I'm like, the, the, if they had any social social media savviness at all, your career could be over, done, hundred percent, and your brand and everything's just it's it's mind boggling to me, and that's the entitlement of I got the listing, I worked hard, I deserve this money, and, and, and it's all about us. And then what are you gonna do when you get when you get the Zillow review? Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sue me. Like, here's the money. Here's your here's your ten grand, and then you get the Zillow review that says this person sued me in all caps. Like, don't work with them. Right. What's the ten grand mean? Right. And then the screenshots that they share in a local Facebook group. And you know, you know, the, the internet mob just takes over from there and you are done as an agent. Done. Toast. It, your, your family could start being ridiculed. Your family could start like, I cannot even fathom, um, even just aside from it being a shitty thing to do, you know, I like the business, the business uh, aspect of it is just, I cannot I can't do it. But this is the mentality of so many agents. We know our worth. We need to stand our ground. We need, you know, like, yes, but what does that mean exactly in certain situations? And, and the entitlement is out of control in so many different ways. I think agents need to, I think they need to understand their worth, but I think, totally. they, I think they need to cut their margin 
or their margin expectations at the same time because other people are going to cut that margin for us if we don't cut it for ourselves first. So there is a worth to it, right? It's not 100% like UK. That's, That's not the worth. So know your worth, but then deliver the experience in a way, and I don't even know that I've even articulated it like this ever before in, my sen- in, in the sense of like, know your worth, stand by it, but you have to dramatically cut your margin to meet the expectations of the consumer right now. And the people that are doing that, those are the teams that are going, you have to scale right now because the margin is going to get cut so much. Yeah. So I believe you've got to scale if, if you're doing this thing, unless you've got, you know, I don't, everybody's different. I don't think the 72 year old, you know, sphere based dominator in her little waterfront town, um, who's just getting two and a half million dollar listings sold all the day really needs to like do anything differently. Right. They're going to ride out the next 10 years perfectly fine. Yeah. But I think everybody that's trying to build a brand over the next 20 years, right, the next 20 plus in certain communities needs to deliver on a ridiculous experience, which means the only way to do that is on a smaller margin with more, uh, with more scale to it. Yeah, because the, the conversation that these same agents are having is that they're freaked out about Zillow, they're freaked out about Redfin, Open Door, Homey, uh, you know, all these discounters, all these Silicon Valley companies. Guys, look, this is real. Silicon Valley companies, they do not come from the real estate industry, which is an advantage. They look at the way we do things, not from the way we do is how they've always been done, but they look at it and say, how should it be done? That's an advantage to them. And, and they're also looking at the mathematics behind the whole thing. And they're like, wow, yes. they're like, there's so many agents out there getting 6%. Those happen to be the top teams and the top players. Like just look at what Zillow's doing in a couple of markets right now and soon to be nationwide with the flex program. They're saying, geez, there's, there's these top agents, top players in their market. Okay. They're providing a great customer experience. There are premier Zillow agents a lot of times. A lot of times they're not, but they're filtering that out now through based off production. And so when we give them a referral fee and they're at 6%, we're going to now get you know a bump up in our percentage. We're going to take 20 or 30% or more in the future, what is what I believe. You know, I think they're dangling the carrot right now. It's 20%, soon it's 30% over 150,000, soon to be 40 and 50%. Uh, someday because they control the lead, they're taking a bigger percentage of that commission because they know that the top agents, top brokers, top uh, teams will hold firm on that commission because they're going to do what I said, which is shrink their margin and, and create a great customer experience. Zillow's smart. Obviously. You know? I the hatred for them is i think it's just it's so childish it's intellectually dishonest they're obviously brilliant look at what they've done like what look at where they're at now look at where they were at a year ago 2 years ago 5 years ago they yeah. obviously know what the hell they're doing and obviously have a plan for the future and so the agents who who put their foot down and say you will take this offer or i will sue you or try to um 
like they're they are fueling the desire for a Zillow and an offer yeah. pad and all these guys. Yeah, yeah, on, on those levels for sure. I still think you know, obviously the suing example. Um, it's extreme, but I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's it's not extreme because it happens, but it but it yeah. you know it's not every everyday situation, but. Yeah, it comes back to everything we've been talking about, like because that agent's chasing commissions and not focused on the number one conversation. What we started with has to be brand, and if your brand is the number one conversation that you're having in it, and it's the number one thing you're going to protect, and it's your really only true IP, and understanding that you don't have IP right now beyond that, then you're going to think about that situation a lot differently. I completely agree. Yeah, because that 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 extreme scenario, but it happens all the time, destroys your brand because now you're the agent who forced a seller to take an offer they didn't want to, or you tried to. Uh, I, I still don't think you could even do that, but let's say you could. And no. Yeah. And think about what also the IP thing of like, you really only, your only IP is your brand because let's just look at one of the best lead generation companies of the, last, of the last year, Op City, they sell to Realtor.com for $210 million And like within weeks, what does Zillow do? Announces Flex Program, which is basically uh, freaking same, same thing as Op City. It's just a lateral move, right? It's the same thing Op City was executing on. It's why Realtor.com bought Op City. Zillow goes Flex, Flex Program, Live Connects that work to agents that can pick up 100% of the time. Like, right? So what is the IP? There's no IP there. It's whoever controls the lead, right? And if your brand can control that up front, wins. Lead yeah. generation wins. Yes. Right at the beginning, you mentioned, and I'm going to wrap this up in a sec with our rapid fire questions, which is, it's a cool either or thing asking you like oh. do Facebook or Instagram. But I don't think many agents know that or, or have the perspective that you mentioned that you don't know how many other websites they visited before submitting your lead form or before they clicked on your Facebook ad or before they went to Zillow and requested info on your listing. Uh, yep. You don't know. There are companies out there like LendingTree, like creditcards.com, like uh, oh. Google Red Ventures. They have this enormous campus in South Carolina and they just own some of those big, the bigger uh, lead aggregating websites out there like creditcards.com and all that. And they just have, they have the consumer and then they sell it. Lending tree, they, they sell it to yeah. lenders and, and agents. So uh, look, that's the game you're playing if you choose to, or you could build a brand. You could do all the stuff that we've ever talked about on this show and that you've ever talked about on your show, content marketing, build a brand, let people know who the hell you are locally. Uh, there's really no other option if you plan to survive. And you got to build a brand both ways. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because one is a great tool and like that's the game. Uh, there's another one that actually helps that. That look, if people already know who you are and then they come across you in some funnel somewhere and they recognize you, boom, that helps versus if you're a stranger. Yeah. Yep. Especially if you're in the, yeah, if you're in the sales of your community, you, you got to do, do a few things like that. Yes. All just want to sit here and do and but like listen, I feel like you know you and I having met, you know, if you and I did this podcast two months ago, having never met in 
Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I don't think this would be as good of a product for your listeners having now we do it after we met, you know, we just met a couple weeks ago. We spent a little bit of time together, you know, got to know each other off of online, right? We knew, knew of each other online, then it actually creates some deep context. Now this podcast is a lot better than it would have been if we had never met. Good point. No, I, I agree. Exactly. It's, it's so basic, but that's, that's what marketing is, is getting people to know you, to get to know your personality, letting them make a decision on whether they like you or not. Uh, that, that's it. All the stuff we talked about, all the tactics are just ways to help people get to know you and decide whether or not they like you. And you, it's your job to just get as many people in there to make that decision as possible. Yeah. Um, it, that's it, man. Before we jump into rapid fire, any, any parting words, any, um, any last, uh, any no, last words of wisdom? You know, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. One brother, I appreciate you having me come on. Um, sure. we've got to do it again for sure. Once you get into the hundreds, you're creeping up to episode 100. What are you going to do for episode 100? I don't know, man, but I, I put it on my whiteboard up here that episode 100 comes out on November 21st. So I, I'm, I'm putting that there to be like, you got to do something. Do something, do something I, wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I'll so, do something. So have me back on uh, when you get into the hundreds, right? And I'll have Sam here. So I'll make sure I'm on a proper mic. Um, and I'd love to kind of keep having this conversation ongoing, even over time, because this is going to evolve. But, you know, there's one thing I'm certain that's not going to evolve. And that's going to be if you can produce enough content over the next five years, you're going to have a great 15 year run because you're going to build the foundation that you absolutely need to stand on to withstand what Amazon's going to do and how they innovate on turnkey you know, what Zillow is going to do with instant offers in the flex program, you know, what realtor and op city are up to what open door, you know, market is coming to next. So stand and build the foundation on your brand and create, this is something we didn't even get into really, but create other streams of income off of the transactions that you're going to build out at scale because you lowered your margin price point. Think old school brokers, you know, tagging on mortgage and insurance and say, I'm the local real estate option. I'm thinking construction, staging, moving, all of these different parts off of my brand and awareness around the transaction and that I'm involved in one way or another on every real estate deal in my community. That's the game. Yes. And to hear more about that, because we did have that conversation on your podcast. So when you, do you know what episode number it's going to be? You're going to be... Um, and is it the Byron Lazine podcast? The Byron Lazine podcast. I got to have you on the real word, dude. One time when we're at the uh, nice, the hot seat thing, Nicole, Nicole, uh, Nicole's got to be at every show, so she's got to be there too. We got to figure all that out. You're going to be, I think, the end of this week. Nice, perfect. Well, if this comes out on Thursday, the eighth of August, episode eighty-five. So when this comes out, go check out Byron's latest podcast episode because we we talk more about how you can have other income streams, how you can yeah. think more like a business person and have other little safety nets around you. Because my God, it's so scary if you just have one source of income based on commission, because we know how up and down and roller coaster that can be. And that's scary, man. So this yours is out on August. I'll have to send you the link of when you're on my podcast. They're gonna, both going to be out at the same time, which is good. I think going and uh, listen to both because we did talk about different stuff. Yeah, totally. 
totally different vibe. So, and I'll put a link to yours in the show notes of mine. Yes. And, and so guys go to massiveagentpodcast.com, check out, uh, click on episodes and, uh, or scroll down and you'll see it. Click on the show notes. You can find a link to Byron, all of his different shows, all of his different, uh, different social media pages. Um, before we, we wrap it up, so I do these rapid fire questions that let, lets people get to know you a little bit more and what's important to you. Instagram or Snapchat? Well, Instagram for sure. Facebook or Instagram? If I can only pick one or can I say both? Anybody say both? Both. <laughs> That's a bullshit answer, but you, you got to uh, pick one. If I could only have one for the next six months... Uh, I'm going to say Facebook. Nice. Nice. See, I, I now, mean, now the correct answer is both for sure. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's why I had to think about it so long. I thought I answered that more business, like next six yeah. months operating my sales team of real estate. Yeah. I didn't think about it in this, in the light of building my personal brand, which is also, I think, you know, as important and should be as important to everybody. Sure. So had to pick business over personal brand and building the company business. And I think through Facebook, I can do a more effective job of that. Love it. Books or podcasts? Right now for me, podcasts. Definitely. iPhone or Android? iPhone. There's no, there, that shouldn't be a debate. That shouldn't be debatable. Are you on, did you have blue bubbles when you were texting me? Yeah. All right, good. Thank you. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a little offended that you'd even question. Well, I'm just making sure because I know I had some green bubble text me <laughs> a headache earlier today, so. Right. Stupid. Uh, Alexa or Google Home? Uh, I haven't played around with Google Home enough, so I'm going to say Alexa. Um, oh, there's the Google oh, Home. Yep. Is Google Home better? No, that, that was Alexa. Oh, that was Alexa. I do not think it's better. So, so Alexa is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like Apple, you know, the iPhone, like everyone makes the apps for the iPhone and Androids don't have as many options. Um, Alexa's the platform. So most skills, most flash briefings are done for Alexa. For a creator, like I have my flash briefing on Alexa. I can't figure out how the hell to get it on Google Home. It's insane. So it's much easier for creators too. And you can order shit through it. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna take over. Oh, totally. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. We got good pizza in Connecticut. Some of the best. New Haven County. Big shout out to all the New Haven County pizza places. That's a part of the country I have to get up to visit. It looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, you do, man. Well, this is a great time. You have falls actually really. You get into like September up here. September's a ridiculous month in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I might be speaking in Staten Island in October, so uh, I might be up that way. Nice, brother. Yes. Uh, let's see. New York or LA? New York. That's, New York's the best. I mean, I haven't been in all the cities in the world, but here in America, it's the best city we've got. Uh, I'll go with the world just because I'm a true American guy, right? We got to go with the world there, but... I can't imagine Paris or Sydney or whatever is better than New York City. I, I can't, I can't see it. New York is unquestionably just such a dominant city in every aspect, except the weather. Yes. <laughs> Baseball or football? Football. Are you a? Are you much of a basketball fan? Yeah, love basketball. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? 
It's between for watching and NBA. Uh, for watching yeah. live NBA, I would say if I could only have one on TV, I consume more NFL on TV. NFL TV live NBA. Fair. Mountains or beach? Beach. I mean, if I can get on the mountain without climbing it, <laughs> and I like the view, you know, but but uh, beach, I would say. And I'm not a big beach guy either, by the way. But so that's a tough one. Are we in a nationwide real estate bubble or is this not a bubble? This is not a bubble. YouTube or Facebook Live? Facebook Live, if you're, depending on what you're using it for, Facebook Live, if, if you're coming from the sales community standpoint, and that's, I guess, how I'm going to answer that question. You cool. know, if you're doing a podcast or, or a show or something like that, I would probably say I, I like the YouTube product. I haven't used it really at all. I've got to figure out like Wirecast or something, but uh, Facebook Live biz for like real estate salespeople, Facebook Live. Totally. Uber or Lyft? Uber. I never use Lyft. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Dude, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a really tough one. Oh, man. I got to pick one there. Yeah. I like both of those guys. Yeah. I like Grant Cardone a lot because for a salesperson that also wants to invest in multifamily real estate, Grant Cardone, if I had to pick one that I... Who would you have dinner with if you could only choose one? If I could only, if I could have dinner, I would actually, dinner, I would choose Grant Cardone. Okay. Because I think, I think with GC, I'd have a better shot of pulling out a relationship that could, you know, translate into a deal down the road. You know, I would want to, sure. I'd, I'd spend the whole dinner talking about multifamily real estate, which I know he loves. And I would just focus the entire dinner on, on multifamily real estate. That's a tough one, dude. I love how much thought you're putting into it though. And it's methodical though. Cause to me, I'm like, well, I think Grant Cardone's annoying. Like I don't like his yeah. personality. No, a lot of people like him or his personality yeah. and they tune him out. I, we just had yeah. a new guy join the team and he's like, ah, Grant Cardone. He rambles. People think he, he rambles. And, and when he's talking about breaking down multifamily real estate, I don't care. I've listened to Big, Bigger Pockets, all the shows. The dude knows what he's talking about. He's dialed yeah. in on multifamily real estate. A lot of the other stuff, now I'm rethinking my whole thing. I'm like, fuck, Gary Vee's involved in so much shit. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I probably would say Gary Vee, but fuck, I'll tell you, Grant Cardone is right there. I, I think overall I'd say Gary Vee, but Grant Cardone is... He doesn't have a lot of Gary Vee has a wide range of stuff he talks about. And so my only thing right now with Gary Vee is when he's doing a four D's like a, uh, a deep dive into a company, mm -hmm. you know what, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he does that type of content, I freaking can't get enough of it. Right. When, when he talks for an hour about empathy and happiness, I get it. And I got the point, but I got limited time on my podcast listening to. I yeah. want you crave more tactics. I want the straight business shit. Give me yes. the business conversation over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that, you know, he's actually helped a guy like me like be like, let me listen to more of this empathy stuff because it's Gary Vee. Like, I'm already listening to it, so I'll listen to more of it. But I want the straight business shit. Yeah.
I, I I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. You're right. Gary V's in everything, man. Like he is like he's just straight up business and entrepreneurship. Because he was into wrestling growing up and I was so ridiculously into wrestling growing up. Like really? I was front row at WrestleMania's. I've been to Royal Rumbles. I've been to Survivor Series. I've been live. It's a big Northeast thing. That's yeah. why, you know, like all the Northeast guys that grew up in like when I grew up to like when Gary V grew up that time frame, all of them were into uh, wrestling, it seemed like. And so literally if we had dinner, I feel like I would get no business value because we were going to so many random shit East Coast type of things that wouldn't bring any value to like my business conversation of what I really want to get off. Sure. Uh, you know, but yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a tough one for me. Some people wouldn't be that tough. Yes. So what is, what, what's your favorite app right now? Give us an app recommendation. What, what do you, what are you super stoked with right now on your phone? It doesn't have to be real estate or business related at all. Man, I got to tell you, I'm so basic. I stripped down to really the stuff. I mean, I love my Delta app. Love my Delta app. Got to track that status. I love Delta. Um, I love my B of A app. I'm just looking at my phone right now. I'm just picking out the ones that are like my favorite app. Starbucks app. Can't go wrong with a Starbucks app. If you, no, you cannot. The freaking salted caramel nitro brews. I've never done the nitro brews until this year. It's been hot this summer. Those are unfreaking believable. Um, I like to go on Twitter. I don't produce great Twitter content. Not that you shouldn't follow me. Follow me there anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I saw your video Slack, where you were talking Slack's about the Slack's the other big one. I'm on Slack all the time, especially internally. Slack's, Slack's awesome. Team, or even if you just have, if you have just two admins, if you have an admin and an assistant, get a Slack channel. Highly recommend because if you're getting 50, 60, 80 different text um, chain or, you know, chains a day like I am, then some of those can start to really get confusing. Like for the important shit, have a Slack channel, dedicate to it. That's, that's probably my recommendation. Love it. Solid, solid, practical advice. Yeah. And how can people find you if they don't know who you are and they're like, this guy's awesome. I'd say, they- well, yeah, jack me up on Instagram at, at my name, Byron Lazine, B-Y-R-O-N-L-A-Z. You got to get that Z in there. People screw that one up. I-N-E. Like the, the Inman announcer. What'd they say? Byron Lazine. Oh, they totally screwed up my last name. So I, that was the first thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go out there and correct them on my name and then watch you know, three people out of the 750 raise their hand that they've actually listened to the podcast. So yeah, hit me up on Instagram. I definitely will get back to anyone that even wants a direct message or um, engage there. That's the best place to get me. Awesome. And guys, go to massiveagentpodcast.com. In the show notes, we'll have a link to all of Byron's social media, his website, uh, everything we talked about today, his his new podcast coming out that uh, where I was interviewed, I was the guest. We had a great conversation that dove a little deeper on this, but also we went in a bunch of different areas. So that was just amazing. So Byron, thank you so much. Appreciate you taking the time this afternoon to be on the show. And let me know if there's anything I can ever do for you. Um, Thank you for sharing, man. No, thank you for having me. And I absolutely want to do this again. I'm looking at it as a ongoing conversation over the next five years. I could see us doing some podcast work together for uh, a pretty long time on some of these topics that we're, we're brushing on today. I love it. And, and honestly, I think that that would be an important resource for a lot of the industry because there's so much shit changing so fast. Uh, you're someone who gets it. I think I'm someone who gets it. 
And it's important to at least just have these real conversations so people can open their eyes. Yeah. And, and the conversation is going to be the same, but it just is tweaking and evolving a little bit more every single week. Exactly. Byron, thanks so much. Awesome, brother. Thank you. I also want to thank WiseAgent today. WiseAgent is a CRM that I've been using for a while now. I left I left LionDesk back in, what, uh, January of this year, and I've been using WiseAgent ever since. If you're looking for a CRM that's, first off, affordable, second off, user-friendly, and third, has all the features that you need, like texting and video in your email and, and all that stuff, they even have some more cool premium features to, like... Um, where if you put in somebody's contact info, like their email, it'll find their uh, find their Facebook account, their Twitter profile, their Pinterest boards, all that, so you can connect with them on social, even if they didn't give you a valid a phone number, for example. You could still connect with them on social. So I love WiseAgent. They, they are doing, for Massive Agent listeners, a 14-day free trial and free access that you can just like download my drip campaigns, right? My personal drip campaigns that I put together you will get access to if you use the promo code or rather the link massiveagentpodcast.com slash wiseagent massiveagentpodcast.com slash wiseagent and then you will not only get the 14-day free trial but the if you decide to move forward after the trial you'll get my drip campaigns i have one for buyers one for sellers and one for open house attendees go get it while you can wiseagent is a great crm and isn't it crazy that in Facebook groups, like everyone's asking, everyone's asking, what what kind of CRM should I use? What should I get? Well, for most of you, I think WiseAgent is the solution. It's not the only one. There's some other stuff out there that, that's good, but WiseAgent is what I personally use, what I personally recommend, and uh, they were nice enough to, to hook you guys up with the access to the drip campaigns if you choose to accept it. All right. So I'm going to be doing a lot of speaking and traveling over the next couple months. So we're we're what mid midway through August almost. Um, I've got I'm going to be in Vegas. Oh, this is actually for an EXP mastermind event. That's a private event thing, um, not open to everybody. But then after that, starting in early September, I'm going to be speaking in the San Francisco area. Uh, looks like I'll be in Grants Pass, Oregon, middle of the month, speaking to a brokerage and and doing a CE class up there. Uh, then end of September looks like I'm, I was extended an offer to speak at a very, very large conference, an annual conference in California. It would be in Los Angeles at the end of the month. Once I have that absolutely zipped up and buttoned up and confirmed, I will announce that, but that is going to be freaking cool. Then October, I'm going to be in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to be, it looks like in Staten Island. I'm going to be in Vegas probably twice. Dear Lord. A couple more times in Vegas. Jeez. So I'm going to be around. So once I know the exact dates, I will put it on social media. I will let you guys know um, because I'd love to meet you. I, I love going to, to these events to meet you guys in person, to have actual conversations face to face. And and it's just fun. It's one of my it's one of my most enjoyable things about this business. So if you guys get value from the show, please leave us a, a review or a rating on iTunes. All you have to do is on iTunes, find the show, scroll down to where you can leave uh, leave the review. If you have time, please write out a review. Super helpful. Reviews are actually very helpful to us to be seen by more people in the iTunes algorithm when people are searching for real estate shows. But even if you just put in five stars and hit submit, that helps us out dramatically. Thank you for those who have. And thank you 
to those who are about to help out. And uh, it's, it's such a simple way to give back and, and help us to continue to put out this show. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. If you want to get the show notes to this episode, go to massiveagentpodcast.com. You'll get the show notes for all previous episodes. Check out our resources page over there for more discounts, more free offers, and uh, and more of the, the products, services, and vendors that I personally use and recommend over at massiveagentpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab and you'll get taken care of. Enjoy your weekend. Go sell some homes. Go close some loans. Take care.